Praise God. I'm so glad each one of y'all are here. Isn't it good to to praise God together, to magnify Him? Come, let's worship Him. Let's magnify Him together. It's gonna. I'm gonna. Just us being together is gonna be something that has to do with love that, that we're gonna tap in here to today. Um, have you been? Have you been encouraged? Have you been getting on the winning side of love? Is it making a difference in your life? It's helping me big time. You know what I really like about it? Have you have you have you noticed yourself failing at love? Yes. <laughs> Aren't you glad for the scripture? There's therefore no condemnation to those in Christ. He's calling us to love, but you know what's good is to start noticing and say, "Oh, thank you, Lord. I can be forgiven of that, and I can and I can improve." Um, you know, we were talking about it this morning. Um, there, there is. There's no learning without mistakes. Um, you know, it, it's from your mistakes that you learn how to do what's right. Uh, the, there is, there's, there's a, uh, a phrase that I don't agree with. Practice does not make perfect. It just makes permanent what you're doing all the time. You, if you're doing the wrong thing all the time, that's what you're going to continue to do. That's, that's why we come, that's why we expose ourselves to the word of God so we can say, God, show me how to do it right. And that's what I'll start practicing. And, and when I and when I mess up, I'm not going to. Man, I've I've still got some guitar things I'm working on right now, and it, and it's like I have to just keep believing because if it's based upon my ability to do it right now, I'm going to quit. But and this is good if, if we'll get this because if it's based upon our ability to do even love right now, we're going to quit. And I think a lot of people give up on it. But man, you have to believe in the, in the possibilities and, and the and the power that there is there. Um, so, I'm excited about what we have today. We're going to talk about um, uh, bearing with is what the King James talks. It says love love bears with right um, uh, continually. And we're going to look at uh, what that actually means. I, I'm just really loving seeing because. Uh, um, and I've even found this talking to people about about uh, certain aspects of love. You start. You, you have, have you have you ever noticed this when you when you say something to somebody, and, and you use a term, and you're you're getting ready to expound upon that term, and they interrupt you and start talking about their perception of that same thing, which is a completely different direction. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> I've had this happen to me more than once. Is, as you thought you laid something out very clearly in a sermon and you get done with it and you're talking to somebody and they're telling, telling you what they got out of it and it was completely different. And it's like, well, Holy Spirit, you can do whatever you want to do, you know. <laughs> I'm just here to be a vessel for you to flow through and you can tell somebody whatever you want to tell them. But I think it's, it's that way about love. We can't just assume that our perception of love is God's perception of it, you know. And we're going to have to be willing to let go of maybe some boxes that we put love in in order to, to be liberated and, and for it to be powerful in our life. Amen? Yeah. So I've just got a little video. we got Valentine's Day uh, coming up, and, and I know most of us, all of us in here, we have sweethearts, don't we? Well, I guess Ryan, Ryan's working on his sweetheart, I guess, and I shouldn't have said that. I, uh, it's, it, they all have goats, so... Uh, uh, yeah, they can have different kinds of, of creatures. But um, the, 
the power of the power of love in our lives and the people that God has brought into our lives, it's 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 where it's practiced, isn't it? It's it's where we we lay down a determination that we're going to be this way, not based upon how we feel anymore. Amen. And it's going to be something that that we are going towards. So I, I have a little. This is really a precious little video. I'd just like to show. Need to have the audio up there too, if you don't mind. You can bring these lights down. Might turn off the front ones too. There you go. Man, he's giving you a lot of those notes. Yeah, I think it's cute. Love is patient. isn't proud. I'm sorry. There's no heartbeat. Love protects. doesn't envy. Thank you. 
Love always trusts and always hopes. for life, isn't it? <clears throat> that was good. <laughs> so, it kind of hit some of our some of our points a little bit, but um I want to talk about it was the last one I believe that she she said was love always protects. Um 1 Corinthians 13:7. It always protects, that's an NIV. Um in the Amplified, it says, it bears up under anything and everything that comes. Um, the Living Bible, if you love someone, you'll be loyal to him no matter what the cost. Message, puts up with anything. Now, there's two different sides going on that I, I, I want to draw some stuff out from this. Is When I first, when I think of... Love bears up. I'm thinking it's putting up. And the message kind of has that kind of, um, it's like you can do anything to me and I'm going to take it. But I, I'd like to look at what the, this word means a little bit more because I, I think there's more of a participation in this uh, than what might first be seen there. And, and I, it can be interpreted some different ways, but let's just look at this word. Um, I, I like this. It says... <laughs> To deck or to thatch. What is that? That's, that's where you're putting a covering over something, right? You're going to protect it from elements. You're going to keep it from getting rained on. You're going to... To me, I, I'm seeing it take a, a little bit different thing. It's, it's more of a participation in covering and protecting and caring for something. Rather than just putting up with it. <laughs> you see what I mean? Uh, th there's a commitment involved it, th that, it, that, if, that if I love somebody, I'm going to be actively participating in the protection that will keep things from coming against them. Now, again, I, I referred to, this, to the sweeties here and, and the, the ones that are so special in our lives, and, and, and we're committed to that, but we're challenged in that too. Because we can become, especially if, if we allow some of the other things that we've already talked about to, to drive a wedge between us, we can get into a place where we're not even really caring what happens to that other person, let alone ensuring that nothing does happen to them. And this isn't just a male thing. This isn't just, what, what do they call that, uh, toxic masculinity? They come up with all kinds of terms, don't they? And, in our world around us these days, they're trying to put away with masculinity that we're not we're not supposed to be masculine. Well, I'm boo. You know what I think is really really precious about this whole masculinity thing is I might have shared this before, but there's certain things that my wife preserves for me to do 
because I'm a man. And I've really noticed that it, they aren't things that she can't do. <laughs> but there's things, there are things that she just knows that it's right for me to do it. You know, like taking out the trash, certain things like that. You know, it's just, it's just my role. The reason why I know she can do these things is I'll come home at the end of the day and the whole house is rearranged. <laughs> Couches are moved. The piano's moved. Something that I wouldn't even attempt on my own. <laughs> she is she is a woman. Hear her roar <laughs> from door to door. <laughs> but, no. But there's there's so, so there's a necessity, though. You know what? I, my commitment is to protect her in certain ways. I believe this is t- talking about not just a masculinity kind of thing. It's something where the, there's a protection that you see something that could possibly bring harm to that, that person. Now, this is very special in, in a spousal arrangement, but we're called to do this with everybody in the body. You know, sometimes it's so easy to not see fellow family members in the body of Christ. It's somebody that we are actually commissioned to care for them, to, to be actively protecting them. And so how can you even do that if you're not even together? We have to be together for it. We have to develop a relationship. You know, over and over in the New Testament, we're told to be affectionate one towards another. Why? Because it goes right along with love. It goes right along with that natural thing that, that we are spoke, we are commissioned to protect, to bear with. It, it was kind of like rejoicing with truth last week that we talked about. The, it, to, to, to be with something, to protect, to cover, to care for, you actually have to be um, invested in. It has to be something that you really care about. Amen? Okay, so to protect or keep by covering or to preserve, to cover over with silence. That's a thought. What is one of the most damaging things that can, remember that, 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 old, that old saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but, but words can never harm me. That is the most wrong thing. There, a lot of times sticks and stones you heal from those, and words can just continue to harm you, right? And one of the biggest things you can do is cover somebody with silence, amen? If there's not something positive that can be said, if it's anything that could bring them down in any way, right? Uh, to keep secret. You know, this is one of the major things that I think we're challenged with, especially in the world of jesting and fun. I'm just going to hit some of these real quick, okay? With jesting and fun, I see it, it, it tends to happen, I think, with, with youth more, but I think it's all of us. To say anything at the expense of somebody else, you know something about them, as soon as you expose it, what have you done? Even if it's something you think, oh, they can take that. No. No, if it's something that's a secret, something that, you know, they, 
They don't want the world to know about that, right? Love protects. It keeps things secret. It's to hide or to conceal. Man, there's more in this than just passing over it quickly, isn't there? Of the errors and faults of others. Did you know somebody can have a, a they can have an issue? Every single one of us have issues. Does anybody not have an issue here today? <laughs> so that whether or not there's an issue or not is, is, is not to even be debated. But how does that issue get magnified? It's kind of like the way we magnify God. How, how, is God getting any bigger? No, he's the same God he ever was. Is the issue getting any bigger itself? No, but it becomes huge. It gets magnified. It gets exalted as soon as it's spoken of to somebody else. Man, this is, this is really powerful. It should never, we should never, we should be very careful about what we're saying. And, you know, there, there's a tendency there, there's a tendency to naturally feel good about being able to notice things that are out of line in somebody else. And you can actually feel kind of good when you're able to portray that. And the problem with that is, you know, there, there, I, I, don't, I don't believe there's a lot of gray area between hate and love. You know, we haven't been talking about hate here too much, have we? But there's another side. There, there's good and there's evil, right? And, and there's, there's not really gray. There's not shades of, of love. There's love. And there's not shades of evil. There's evil. And when you step from one, you step into the other. Right? And so... When you're, when, you're, when you're loving somebody by caring for them, what's happening to them when you're exposing something about, you're actually, it's a form of hate, would it not be? It's, it's the other side, is it not? That's not, that's not God. This is, the, this is the, that person is that precious person that God in his word has given over and over identity with Christ. Amen? They are precious in his sight. Don't you like that old song? Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children and all of us that are big children in the world. And so to be, you know, we've, we've said this before, but to, to, to begin to expose something that is out of line is to get on the side that is opposite of God. Man, we don't want to be there, do we? This kind of this went on to one other thing here that I just thought was really good. It says, um, by covering, let's let's go back and see this. To hide or conceal, right? By covering to keep off something which threatens. To bear up against. See, this helps me understand this, that word bearing. It bears. It's not just it's not the person you're putting up with, it's everything that they're up against. You're bearing with them against whatever they're up against. And, and so now I'm committed to, to 
fighting everybody else's battle. And I know it's not something we should, you know, be encumbered with it to where it's weighting us down, but we are, we are anointed to care for each other. Amen? To protect each other, to be actively engaged in covering, protecting, keeping threats from being able to come against. This is what we're told love is. Amen? Aren't you glad God is love? This is what he does for us, isn't it? He doesn't force it upon us. He doesn't make us be covered by him. He says, you come unto me and I will cover you. Get under the shelter of my wings, right? Don't you you like Psalm 91? Under the shadow, under your shadow, I'll be safe. He says, come under me. What's he doing? He's, He's covering. He's bearing. He's protecting. And you know, sometimes it's like we were talking with a young man yesterday. He's talking about how he's getting right with God. And I said, you know, you don't just get right with God. You get right with his body. Because it's not just you in, in God. He, he's, he's, he's saved you into a body. And he, he will minister to you through somebody else. So when we are, are, are obeying this command to love and we're, and we're getting in that position where we're actually caring for, actively engaging... In, in protecting somebody, we're working on behalf of God. We're his, we're his uh, uh, ambassador. We're his representative. Amen? This is powerful. And so endure and bear and forbear. All right, Proverbs 10. I'm just going to go through some of these. I know we're... We've had a good time already. Has, has anybody enjoyed just worshiping God here this morning? It, it's just been, it's just so precious. You know, I just want to be full of the Holy Ghost too. I, I don't want to say that I am. I want us to just, man, let's, let's, let's allow the Spirit to flow through us. Let's, let's speak in tongues. Let's don't be embarrassed. You know, uh, just a, a real quick side, side <laughs> note. Um, I'm not going to be worried about this. Uh, I was kind of strong on some points last week, right? Um, and I've got some I've I've got some people that I know, actually some family members, that uh, posted on Facebook about how how Trump was wrong on his description of late term abortions. And um, you know, I I tend to not be confrontational. I don't like to get into to just having a confrontation where there's no end to it. But if somebody is is going to actually engage in promoting something that is completely wrong, I should not feel that I should pull back from promoting what is right. Not to just hit somebody, not to come against them, but we need to speak up for what is right. Amen? And this is what is so necessary with with regard to love. It's not something that you're passive about. You have to be engaged in it. You have to be saying, God, show me. Show me what I need to be doing here so that I can be active in it and not timid. You know, uh, um, we're supposed to be strong and courageous, right? So, so many times when we, we see being strong and courageous, it's about us being victorious in our life. And God wants us to be strong and courageous for the kingdom. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom. 
The things that God wants to accomplish through somebody who is so needy. You know what? He cares more about those people south of the border than we do. He knows exactly what they need. And it's not just, it's not just a, a handout. He, he, they, they need an answer. They need discipline. They, need, they don't need to just come and, and, and uh, soak and then go back and not have any change. Be, become an American. It's a good thing to become. But do it right. Don't come and break the law and do something else. Is this okay? But this is what love does. Because what, what hate actually does is it, it's not actually uh, preparing a covering. It's put, making a facade that looks like it is. And, it, and it's not protecting at all. It's just bringing into a place that is actually more vulnerable and dangerous than where they were before. I just, I don't know how I got off on that, but that's okay, all right? <laughs> Proverbs 10. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers all wrongs. Where there's, where there's love, where, there's, where, where God's love is actually be work, and this is where, man, God convict our hearts, show us what, when this is happening. And, and every time we fail at it, make it come up in our sights so that we know it's happening, not to feel guilty and not to fear, feel overwhelmed with it, but to say, God, help me to change. Amen? Because he's wanting to cover. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn anybody. I came to save people. I came to cover. I came to cover up their sin, actually to demolish them, make them go away completely. That's how great his love is. Amen? Proverbs 17, 9, whoever would foster love covers over an offense. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. You thought you were a friend. Have you ever had a, a friend that you... Don't have a, that they're not your friend anymore because of this. They thought they were just having fun or something. It's, it's not. No. You don't repeat a matter. You know, I, I, I want God help me with this. You can begin to monitor everything that's coming out of your mouth, thoughts that are going. How do you take captive all these thoughts and bring them into obedience? What are they being in obedience to? This. There's, there's not evil thoughts. There's not enjoying the evil that's going on in somebody else's life, right, or, or longing for it. No, it, it, when, when something is noticed, rather than feeling like it has to be magnified or, or, or spoken of, man, we can't say anything like that, can we? It needs to be completely cut away from our language. The, James talks about it, the tongue is just an evil thing. It's, it, it's so evil in itself, unless it's speaking the word of God then it's powerful. Amen? But pure and, and tainted don't come out of the same well. If you want, if you want power words, you know, it, it's not enough about just taking a scripture and putting it in your mouth. You can't be saying the other stuff. Or it's just dead works coming out your mouth. Right? God, show us how to cover over those things, not to magnify them. And they're magnified every time they're spoken of, right? Psalms 32, 1. 
Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Aren't you glad for God in that? You know, I think there's a revelation um, that is necessary for us in our relationship with God. Because sometimes I, um, I've had an issue with this in the past that, that, I, that I somehow had to work through forgiveness. I had to earn it somehow. I had to, I had to fix stuff in myself in order for that forgiveness to really be real. But how good is it when we come to a, recogni- a recognition or a realization that, that God is not wanting to expose? I had this perception that for me to f- fully be forgiven and, and delivered, I had to stand up in front of everybody and confess my sins. <laughs> Has anybody ever kind of been tormented with that a little bit? You know, you're supposed to confess your sins one to another. Blah! You know, I think there's, it's, it's necessary not to, to cover things ourselves or to try to fake. You know, we need to be open before God especially. But how powerful is it? Do you, do you have any friends that you know are that way that they're not going to expose something about you? Can I use Daniel real quick? I'll just use Daniel a little bit. He, he's, been, he's been a precious help to me. Um, Man, man, he does so much stuff that that is just, he's so faithful in so many ways. It, it speaks volumes to me, not just about me, but about his commitment to God. So that it's it's huge to me. But there's also things, too, that he's, he's gotten close enough to me where he sees a lot of things about me personally, because I'm human. Is it okay if I say this? But, th- but there's a trust that I have with, with Daniel that he's not going to go exposing it. You know, and I'll tell him little things that, you know, I forgot this or I forgot that, you know, and with some people, what it, it could be doing, there, there's a vulnerability that you're putting yourself out there that they're going to think less of you if they know that about you. They're just going to think less of you and they, they might even go talk to somebody about it, you know, and, and we, be, we, 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 as humans, we can get to where we're walking around on eggshells, afraid to, to actually ever really be ourselves, because we're afraid that so, we, we can't trust somebody else to not expose it or magnify it or to make fun of us with regard to that. Now, it's really good to get into a place where we're really secure in ourselves to where it really doesn't matter, right? But how precious it is to have a friend you know, and they, they might speak something to you that, that would be helpful, but they're not going to be going and exposing it to somebody. And I don't know. You might have been talking about me to, about me to whoever. I don't know. But from my standpoint, it feels really good to think that you don't. So <laughs> hopefully that was kind of a good illustration. But, but there's friends like that. You know, a, a, a true friend sticks closer than a brother. They they they're not gonna go exposing things, you know. They might they might toast you at a wedding or something and and say some funny things, but they're not gonna make you look like an idiot, you know. Because they care about you, they're protecting, they love you. If you love somebody, you're not gonna hurt them. You're gonna, in fact, you're not just not gonna hurt them. You're gonna protect them. You're gonna put, you're gonna cover something. Remember, 
you know, we've we've talked about I, th- I think even since we've been talking about love. But remember about Noah, you know how his three sons, and the and the first one came in, and it was after <laughs> it's after the flood. Man, he'd been working for forty years building an ark. He had a real purpose in his life, and now. You know, the flood comes and he saves the world, but there's no world to really see anymore now. And so it feels pretty lonely and, and, and God hadn't given him another project. So what's my life about? And he, he became kind of depressed and he got drunk on the wine and, and was naked on the bed in there. And, and his son come, first son comes in and, and laughs about it and goes and talks about it too. And it was actually a great dishonor to his father. But what do the other two sons do? They take a cloth and they go in backwards where they won't even see him, and they covered him. The first son was hating his father. The other two were loving their father. They were covering up his nakedness. They weren't, they weren't going to let that be something that they would even laugh about because they loved him. Amen? First Peter 4.8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Man, this is powerful. There's a place for each one of us to enable God's greatness in somebody else. The ability to enable God's greatness in somebody else will be snuffed out as soon as we engage in exposing something that would not be complimentary to them. Amen? It's so necessary to cover everything that we see in somebody else. And then what begins to be magnified? The Lord. God begins to be magnified. God is, you know, God. God's never getting magnified when we, when we're doing a, when we're making a joke at somebody's expense. God's never getting magnified in that. Numbers eleven. So, so there's a necessity for us to carry, and actually to begin to say not 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 where it's a weight on us, but we begin to see the responsibility that. The people around us, we have over the people around us that God has given us. That we have a responsibility towards each other. Now this is, you know, there, there's not a whole bunch of us here right now, so whew, we don't have a whole lot of responsibility. <laughs> no, but we have, it's just as big, right? But I was thinking of, of, of Moses, and, and Moses actually talked to God about this. Um, he asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? He said, God, here, I'm your servant. What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? It's like that, it's like that Indian guy suing his parents for having him. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Without his permission. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they weren't thinking about asking him anything when they conceived. Why why do you tell me to carry them 
in my arms. As a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors. Saying, God, this is your deal. Why are you putting this on me? But that's how God does stuff, isn't he? But he still gives us the option. You know, Moses could have said no. He tried really hard. But God kept prompting him, didn't he? We're never going to be completely happy in life until we're asking God, why did you ask me to do this? (laughs) Does that make sense? Kind of went around the bush there. but Until we are realizing the responsibility that God has given us, and it's something that is big upon us. Amen? Do you see how this will take you away from this little what about me life? It'll keep you from, remember Paul said uh, he, he left us because he loved the world too much? There's a danger in this. There's a danger in the world getting our passion and our love beyond what God would have for us. It's connected, it's connected to love. And taking on this, what we're told to do in love, protection, bearing with, caring for, covering over, concealing, being secret. Amen? As if it were our very own. You know, um, ah, are, are we good? We'll be good here. So, I don't, I don't want to say this in a, in a way that's going to be uh, I won't say which child it is. <laughs> one, one of our children um, was being compared to another relative's children, child. And his abilities in certain areas and was being made fun of with regard to that. And about hit me in the, the pit of my stomach. I'm thinking I would, I, I, it was as, as if they were making fun of me. You know what I mean? Cause, cause this child of mine, he, he, he that might not be his gift but to be made fun of because he's not as good as somebody else or might have certain issues. I, it's just, the reason I say that is it's not something I could ever make fun of I, because he's mine. You see the difference? If it, the, closer, the, the more you take possession of, of your place in the body of Christ and those that are connected with you, the more it will be that you... You'll, be get, you'll become defensive. It's like I, I'm withholding what I would physically like to do right now, maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> for that reason, I might get in a cage and fight somebody. Not for just no reason, you know. <laughs> I would be given a reason here. <laughs> but... But God, I, I believe God wants us to begin to 
identify with his body as if it's our body, if it's our child, that, that, that there's no lack of ability in somebody that, that by exposing it will be something that would give us any gratitude gratification at all. Amen? In fact, it's something where if there is something like that, we just kind of say we cover it up. We don't allow it to be exposed. Amen? That's what love is. It never it never says something and it magnifies. All right? So First Peter, I already got you there. This is why Jesus came. Amen? He came to bear our sins. That's, that's, that's one of the greatest demonstrations of this description of love, isn't it? To bear, to protect, to care for. The worst thing we had going against us was sin. Amen? We needed a Savior. We needed somebody to bear our sins for us, not to expose them, not to condemn us for them, not to say, look at what you've done, right? That's what sins are. And the wages of sin is death and has consequences. Why would you want to magnify that? Jesus came not to just cover it, to bear it, to take it for us. And in love, there, there, there needs to be this attitude of not just protecting, but actually to the place that we are going to bear it for. Does that make sense? I know we can't do that in the place of Jesus. Jesus is their Savior. But when it comes to things that are wrong in somebody, we, we're actually going to participate in whatever it takes for them to overcome that. Amen? Is this all right? He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. I wanted to just put this in here because this is Jesus' example for us in bearing, in protecting. Amen? All right. Isaiah 58, 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? What is fasting? That's when we're doing away with what we need in order to accomplish another bigger spiritual purpose, right? He said, this is the kind of fast I'm asking for. It's not that you just do away with something on your own so that you can become more spiritual in yourself, but then in letting go of what you might naturally do, you're taking on responsibility for somebody else. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. That's a response. This is all about somebody else, isn't it? It's a responsibility that's taken to make sure somebody else gets delivered instead of exposed, instead of condemned for what they've done wrong. Amen? Galatians 6, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit, man, we've been, we've been exercising the Spirit this morning, haven't we? I'll just tell you what. I, I've grown up in church, and I, you guys have probably experienced this too. But I... It does nothing to pretend like you're full of the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues and, and prophesy and do all these other kinds of things. And afterwards, go out afterwards, go out to eat and begin to devour somebody else. And, and you know what? That, that's grieved my spirit to a great degree. And I'll tell you who else is being grieved by that 
is a is a child of a minister that's sitting and listening to this stuff, and that child is hearing hypocrisy, and and you wonder why they grow up and they have a hard time believing in God. It's because they weren't hearing it displayed in it in authenticity after all the spiritual stuff was taking place. Right? Because love never stops. Now, love never fails. Love, love isn't in the pulpit and then uh, uh, not necessary in the fellowship afterwards. Right? So you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. The problem with the person that is exposing somebody else's problems is they're giving fuel to the problems in themselves, right? They're giving, that's exactly what Satan wants to provide in your life, is the ability to point out something wrong in somebody else and expose it. Because as soon as you do, what you're doing is opening the door to temptation in your own life. Amen? Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Man, this sounds like a, a direct uh, correlation to that love protects, doesn't it? Love bears. This is the law of Christ, to love each other. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. What is that? That's, that's, that's building each other up. You know what? I, I, I really want, I want us to take this to heart. It's not enough to just come together. We need to be building each other up when we come together. Not just assuming that somebody's doing well and they don't need a word of encouragement. No, we're supposed to be actively building each other up. Actively loving each other. What's happening when you're loving? You know what? I tell Braden over and over and over again to the point he says, I know, Poppy, that I love him. And he, to, the, to the point that he's tired of it. it. Is it doing him wrong? Am I? No. It's doing him good. I tell him he's the best boy in the world. He says, I already know that. You know, but is that, is that just supposed to be something that's in our personal family and it, no, we're being weird or we're being too touchy-feely or <laughs> we are losing our toxic masculinity if we, <laughs> if, if we, if we do something like, no, we're actually supposed, that's, that's part of our place to, what are we doing when we're doing that? We're, we're building up the thing that's in somebody else. We're magnifying it. We're magnifying the Lord because God is in you. God is in, in, each, in each one of us. And by encouraging each other, by building each other up, right? And you can't do it if you're not together. That's why it's so important for us to come together. It's not a me, just a me and a God relationship. I started talking about that, that young man we uh, met. Um, you got to be connected. You got to be connected. For love to take place, you have to be connected, right? And so much more as you see the day approaching. This is the end times, is it not? We need strength. We need, we need to be built up and strengthened. Now, 
When we say that, we're thinking about ourselves immediately, aren't we? But what we should be thinking about is somebody else needs to be built up and strengthened. Why is, that, why is it necessary for us to come together? Let's get away from, I have to come together to be built up for me. Amen? Because that's, you know, I, I've had so many people decide that they didn't want to be a part of this because they just weren't having a good time anymore. I'm thinking, why did you come exactly in the first place? You know? But what should be our motivation for coming together? It's my responsibility to cover and to carry and to bear with somebody else. That's my commission. It's not my responsibility to get built up. That's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility to build me up. Amen? And if everybody would have that attitude rather than what am I getting out of this, that's not love. That's the opposite of love. What am I getting out of this? Right? Love is, it's my responsibility to make sure you get to the promised land. Just like Moses, right? And I might not feel good all the time. You might have to put up with some rejection in the middle of it because you know what? Sometimes kids don't always treat you like they should. But it's still my responsibility to love them. Amen? I was just using Braden again as he's he's perfect though, so it's not a very good example. All right. Ephesians 4, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, I know, you know, we, we've heard this a lot with regard to, you know, being a part of the body and everything. But I like looking at this and trying to understand it with regard to love bears with, love protects, love does this. Amen? And it helps me to see this passage a little bit better, too. Because now it's a part of being part of God's body. It's not, I can't be passive about it. I have to be active. Love bears. You know what I like about these last few descriptions of love? They're positive. They're not telling me not to do something. They're telling me to do something. You know, that's kind of fun to get onto that side too, right? Amen? So, we're supposed to protect. We're supposed to love, build each other up. And there will be that bearing it wasn't easy for Jesus to bear our sins. It wasn't easy for him to, to bear our sicknesses and our disease. It wasn't easy for him to become poor so that we could become rich. He bore it. So there is the bearing side, but it's not putting up with the other person. It's putting up with whatever it takes to help them. Is that good? Man, that's really good. We're getting on God's side. We're getting on the side of Jesus. We're Christ's ambassadors. Amen? And doing so, we're going to bear. We're going to do whatever it takes to bear with whatever resistance we need to help somebody with, whatever provision somebody is going to need. Amen? Is this good? I believe this is God. Father God, we just thank you today for what you've given us from your word. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for 
protecting us, sending Jesus, being such an incredible example. (laughs) Drawing us to yourself and, and making it possible so that we can do this when we can't on our own. Lord God, I've, I thank you for the, the responsibility that you've given us. And sometimes we, we might want to pull away like Moses was. We might want to pull away from this responsibility because it might be difficult for us. There might be those that we are to, to love and to care for that aren't returning that love. And it might be very difficult for us from time to time. But Father God, I thank you that there's a, there's a reward. There's a promise. There's a place that we're going to in you that will make it all worth it. And that we're not doing this on our own. It's, Jesus said, you, you would be with us to the ends of the earth in doing what? Loving. Fulfilling the law of Christ. Building each other up. Caring for each other. Hallelujah. So Father, I just pray that as we've spoken these words of truth from your word, that we've talked about love from a different side of its mountain. (laughs) Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would make this reality in our hearts. I pray that it would awaken an awareness, an observation inside of us that would quicken our hearts when love isn't our response. That you would take us to a place of being transformed from our glory where it's about what we're about to your glory. And that'll happen as we're beholding you, Lord God, as we're beholding your glory, not trying to fix ourselves, but just going towards what you've given us in Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about the love of God here this morning. And I just want to I just want to give everybody an opportunity. I believe everybody in here today is is filled with the Holy Ghost. We've all made Jesus our Lord. But we do have some people that are uh seeing this. I just believe that that people will be able to be a part of this beyond our walls and to view this um on YouTube and whatnot. And so I, I just want to, can we just pray a prayer together, just a prayer of conf- uh, consecration? And uh, let's just believe that people will be praying this with us. If you haven't made Jesus your Lord, he just said, whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. And so we believe that you can pray this prayer with us. Don't pray it like it's a magic thing that, that when you pray it that you've just... Uh, You've just accomplished what you need. It needs to be in your heart. It needs to come from the very center of your, your, your being that you're going to make him your Lord. Just say this after me. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I'm turning from my own way. I'm turning from my own life to make you my Lord. I believe now that I'm a new creation in you that old things are passed away, that everything becomes new. And I'm going to live for you the rest of my life. And I know I need you to help me to do that. So I'm going to be a part of your body. I'm going to receive from your body. 
I'm going to give into your body. And I look forward to living my life eternally with you. In Jesus' name, amen.